So tell me a bit about like, sort of like, what was your high school experience like? And did you like start like discovering your passion for making then? Or like, when did that, you know, start? That's a good question because I feel like high school was a big time for that. I took a lot of art classes and um, I started out, I was always involved in art, even in elementary school. I liked making things, but in high school, you start to take more advanced classes. Um, and I went to three different high schools, so it was a little crazy oh. for me, but um, I feel like I had a lot of opportunity in the first high school that I went to with my mom um, in Michigan. And there were a lot of different art classes. I was able to take metal smithing, jewelry. Um, I took IB art as a freshman. I don't know how I did that. Um, were you in the IB program? Wheel throwing. I was really big into pottery. Um, what else? I tried like glass blowing, but I don't think that was in school. I think that was a random. So I think having various classes in high school um, helped me just try different things. And then um, I got really into pottery and that's when I went to Korea to study at that um, pottery school. It was like a pottery high school. Um, all about uh, the traditional Korean culture, but uh, with relation to pottery. So everything from industrial ceramics to how they make their kimchi pots for their kimchi and everything that they ferment to um, very sculptural work and industrial ceramics or, or glaze making. It was mm -hmm. cool. So that was another high school experience that affected me. And then um, finishing up in Chicago, I there weren't really many art classes at my high school, so I got involved with Gallery 37. So there I did advanced sculpture work, um, and they pretty much had us uh, build our own portfolios in that, in that class as a requirement, and I had already started to build a portfolio, so learning how to build a portfolio, um, learning how to like document your work and photograph it, especially because of sculpture, um, that really helped, I think, prepare me to apply for colleges when I was doing that, even though I didn't go to college. <laughs> um, so having, I think it's cool also now to look back on all those photos of the work that I did when I was in high school and before. And I think because I had so much opportunity to try and experiment and learn different things uh, with relation to art, sculpture, fashion. Um, it helped develop my creativity. It helped develop uh, the skills that I, I still use all these skills now. Sewing, I started sewing when I was a, a freshman in high school. Um, and I sewed like pants, like pajama pants for myself and my friends with like my best friend at the time. And um, we made backpacks and things so that was really fun. I think because we were in high school um, and we got to go and wear what we made yeah. <laughs> to school, that was a fun experience to show up in something that you made. We were those goofy art kids. Um, and then what else about high school? I remember in I, I got really big into screen printing and made a bunch of t-shirts for our senior class. Um, which they already had t-shirts made. They were already making shirts, but I made my own design and made a glow in the dark because I was obsessed with glow in the dark paint at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and 
actually I screwed that up because half of the shirt was a, a yellow paint and half of it was glow in the dark. And then I accidentally used a washable paint. So people would wear the shirt, wash it, and then half of it would be missing. So yeah, I do all those. Trial and error. I, I really, the, I hated prom and all that stuff, but I, um, I, I went to homecoming and prom once and I really just did it because I wanted to make my outfits. So I don't know, I really, I feel like the high school time for me was really a lot of incubation for what I'm doing now. I, I'm still making clothes and using all those sewing skills that I learned. Um, I didn't learn that, I actually didn't take any sewing classes in high school. Um, a lot of it was just on my own experimentation and screen printing, but doing sculpture work and learning different skills in pottery um, and then learning how to build a portfolio, that really helped me. How did you build your portfolio? I just started uh, finding things that I had made and made like a light box if it was small or um, just took like a white background shot, just basic simple product shots just to capture it from different angles um, if it was a sculpture. And then I made a website um, and uploaded things there with my dad. My dad taught me how to make a little website. And then um, I created a just a PDF, like a giant PDF that was just filled with like photo after photo of things that I had made. Um, then you start to kind of pick and choose things once you get to that senior year applying to colleges, you like pick and choose what your best pieces are. But if you document it all, um, then you have it at your disposal. You also like mentioned that like you um, like were in three different high schools. Like, like how, did it, how did you do that? My parents are divorced. So I was living with my mom and then my dad moved to Korea and uh, we would spend our summers in Korea because that was like our time with our dad. Um, and I really wanted to go to this high school over there uh, that I learned about. Um, I was also interning with a fashion designer over there and she introduced me to the principal of this school and she was like, you should go to school here, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I got really excited and really wanted to try and go to this school. I wanted to become fluent in Korean and immerse myself in the culture. And just really do some hardcore learning of pottery and all the different ceramic skills because that's what I wanted to go into. I thought I was going to go to college for that. And it was actually a boarding school. So I wasn't really with my dad. Um, and we had school every day on Saturdays as well. Um, oh. Every other Saturday we had, uh, we had like a club class. So we each picked a club. Um, and pretty much did that. Uh, it's, we just picked like a topic in school that we were more interested in and wanted to focus more on outside of school. So I was really into glaze making. So I joined the glaze making club, the Yuyak. Yuyak, that's what they called it. Yuyak Gongari, uh, that's the glaze club. And we um, made different glazes. It was really cool. Around that time, my dad was realizing he just wanted to be around my brothers more and just the family because we were in Korea. We were so far away. Um, and then we decided we were going to move back and um, uh, packed everything up and showed up in Chicago. <laughs> and it was, we were pretty much like homeless for a few weeks, trying to find a place, um, hopping around and with bags and then somehow found that I could go to Lincoln Park High School without having to test it. And luckily, Lincoln Park 
has a good it's it's a good school and my dad already wanted to live there but I loved how diverse it was I I liked that Mm -hmm. um, compared to the other schools in Chicago that are a lot more exclusive I mean I don't know it was it was a very weird transition going from Asia going from Korea being like the only American um and everyone speaking Korean to yeah. a Western culture where people just don't give two shits about being in class. Like mm-hmm. it's a completely different attitude. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. Um, and then I actually did a star talk. It was like an intensive Arabic program because it was, I, oh. I started learning Arabic at Lincoln park. Uh, that was the only place I could learn Arabic. Crazy, so right? Cool. but um that was because my mom speaks chaldean and arabic kind of a fusion so that's so cool i could really learn arabic was um in that class and then i practiced with my grandma and i don't know she speaks chaldean though so it's hard yeah even things that i said she was just like uh do you like still like practice your chaldean and your arabic yeah i i I do as much as I can, but I wish I could do more. Um, I do, I try to practice my reading skills because that's really easy to lose. I can practice Korean though easily. Um, and I still feel pretty confident in my Korean fluency. Um, but I used to be a lot better, definitely. <laughs> um, I think that's, that's, that's something that I always loved is languages. and. I yeah. wish I could become fluent in multiple languages. You're fluent in a lot of languages. You can yeah. speak French, Arabic, English. What am I missing? <laughs> um, German. Um, but German the thing is, I I have like lost a lot of my German. Um, I and I also like when I was in Chicago, I learned Latin, but now I've completely forgotten it. Like mm-hmm. I practically like can't do it's anything. Useful because you can apply that to other things. Yeah, it helps with like learning um, like languages that are like Western. It helps with that. Um, but yeah, I also like I found like that moving here made me like forget a lot of languages too, just because like um, I'm not going to Arabic school. I'm not like my school is like an American school now, and like yeah, language it's program. so easy to lose a, or lose a gain a language. That's yeah. why I feel like it's so important the younger you are to just like become fluent in a language because then it's at least it's in your system and in your back right. memory yeah um, but just go travel somewhere and speak whatever language you yeah, want to get on a plane right now you know that's <laughs> where yeah true right now is a great time to do that yeah perfect <laughs> I feel like that's the best way I think I think that the standard like the the ways that we learn in our schools languages I I don't think it really works yeah, I feel like the only way to learn a language is just to be forced not to speak anything but that language. Yeah, no, that's why like the I feel like European schools, um, and and I I don't know maybe like schools um in like other parts of the world are like a lot better at teaching languages because like we were literally not allowed to speak anything else but like French and all like you literally get sent out if you say like a really word. yeah like of like another language like what it really yeah it was like like and like in in like German class I remember my teacher would like speak to us in German and if we didn't understand we would have to speak to her in German and tell her we didn't understand and she would like explain it in another way but that's still German like wow, like, they, they, like there was no getting out of learning the language they forced it on you and it was really and good that was that like, the the Lisa the Lisa yeah. 
school, lycée français de Chicago. That's that's intense. I mean, yeah. that's good, but it's challenging for kids if they're slower than others. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you probably miss a lot of information. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Back to you. We haven't even gotten into like the juicy stuff. We just started oh, out. Geez. Like, <laughs> tell me about like so after high school. I'm gonna start to get crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, after high school, I didn't want to go to college, but I applied to a lot of them. Uh, I didn't get really into any of the schools that I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to like the top schools, which I can't even. I I tried. <laughs> I didn't have a good G I didn't have a good ACT score or anything, um, and that's what those schools are looking for. Because um, if you're applying for like art or something like that, then it's like why? Yeah, I, I I got into a bunch of schools that were just I don't know. I I, I liked some of the schools, but I wasn't really I, I didn't really want to go to college anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so. I went to IIT because that's where my sister went and my dad went. Um, and there's a really great architecture program there. Uh, and I got a bunch of scholarships. So that's really the main reason I went because I could afford to go there. So I went there for architecture and did a few year, a, a year of their beginner architecture, first year of architecture program. So there was a lot of hands-on uh, working in a wood shop and making things there. And I liked that because I felt like we gained a lot of skills from it, but I didn't want, I knew that I didn't want to be in school for another five years. Yeah. Um, and I always wanted to start my own business and just kind of do my own thing. Mm -hmm. um, so this, the following year, I was like, I'm going to switch my major because I, w I wanted to just take a leave of absence, but everyone was like, oh no, you should just finish school and do it after just finish school, blah, blah, um, because that's what everyone wants to do. Everyone tells you that, like, don't drop out because there's a, this whole stigma about like dropping out, like the mm -hmm. term drop out, I feel like it's really bad because it yeah. discourages kids from changing their mind if they do. And I think it's totally okay to change your mind about anything in your life. Um, it's not going to be the end of the world. Right, <laughs> and yeah. because people are so afraid to change their minds, they're afraid to take risks or make decisions. So once I started removing myself from school, I did a lot more of my own work. And mm -hmm. um, I was, I had a company buying and reselling vintage clothes because I was really big into thrift shopping, um, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have good stuff. You always have a side gig with thrift stores. Yeah. <laughs> I loved buy. I loved like the treasure finding. Um, and then I would just like resell things online. And then I started posting jewelry that I made and different prints and things um, to my accounts that I would sell my vintage stuff from. And then slowly started making more of my own work and uh, making, I started most, mostly with jewelry. And then um, I started, I got an internship at a graphic design firm. Oh, okay. And I did that for a few months. Um, and then I felt like I had learned a lot and could keep going, but they wanted me to finish school. So they pretty much like stopped the internship because they were like, yeah, like we want to keep you on, but we want you to have a degree. 
And I was like, man, that sucks. Like what if, like, I can't afford to go back to school. And especially if I don't want to, then I realized like, I didn't want to be in an office anyways. And I didn't want to work on somebody else's um, schedule or like, it was cool working for them. It was nice stuff. I, I liked what I was doing, but I, every day you're working towards somebody else's, somebody else's plan, somebody else's goal, someone else's dream. And that's beautiful as well, but it's just not what I wanted to do. And I was already making, um, making my things a little more on the side during that time. I was done with school and um, taking my leave of absence, my semester leave of absence. <laughs> little did they know. <laughs> I don't even know what happens to all those credits. Like, I'll be right back. Just yeah, stay where right. you are. I'm just, just going to go. Um, I was doing a lot of uh, my own work on the side and started selling at local markets around the city. And when I finished the internship, I was like, okay, well, either I find another internship or another job, or I try to make this work, like the side stuff that I was already making and selling. Um, the jewelry and the handbags and random things. Because um, I was still doing like Renegade. When, I don't think I did Renegade Craft Fair. And then that was like the first year I tried it, I believe, after that internship. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing Randolph Street Market. That was my first like market that I did. Um, and then I did other random events around the city, um, as many as I could. But so I just kind of made it work after that internship. Mm -hmm. So I just like didn't give myself any other option but to make my business work. Yeah. And it did. It was fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't rich or anything, but I could pay my bills. <laughs> well, literally what you just said is like genius. Cause like, it's like, cause I feel like I always hear like these like success stories, like online about like um, entrepreneurs and they're like, they're like, I like didn't give myself another option. I yeah. made it like, like I was like, I needed this to work and that's why it did. Cause you like and the same thing about the languages we were just saying. Yeah. It's like, don't give me another option, but to speak that language and you just, you have to, you have to yeah. adapt. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like forcing yourself to succeed sort of. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's, it's good. I think you kind of create crutches or excuses for yourself when you don't do that. Um, but I'm also, you, or it just takes a lot more discipline and sometimes I'm yeah. not very disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it just kind of grew from there. I yeah. uh, started, I, I was able to save enough from the jewelry because I was doing events. Um, and every time that I made sales from one show, it was like either one day or two days long for these shows, like little markets or street festivals or holiday shows indoors um so I would save up every time I did that to pay for a booth at another show um slowly realizing that some are better than others and sometimes you'll show up to an event that you've paid a few hundred dollars to be at and nobody shows up I learned a lot of business skills from that learned how to build my website market myself um and then like Instagram uh taking product photos just everything about running a business a small business um mm -hmm. And I was in selling in some small stores too. So learning how to sell in stores. Um, actually the first place that I started selling my jewelry at, I walked in wearing a t-shirt that I had made and with my dad. And he was also wearing a t-shirt that I made. And we sold my zipper earrings at Wolfine and B Girls. Um, we just like walked in. I was like, hey, would you like to sell my earrings? <laughs> <laughs> so like, hey, how's it 
how's it going? Do you want to like see my stuff and maybe sell it here? And they're like, sure, because they all they have all Chicago artists there. Um, so it was, it's like a Chicago artist only store. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool. So that was the first place that I ever sold in stores. And then just like kept growing from there. And then at one point I uh, learned about shoemaking. Um, I learned that I could learn how to make shoes. And then as soon as I learned that I can figure out how to make shoes, yeah. I'd like take a class. I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> I need to learn how to do this. This would be so fun and so interesting. And um, I really wanted to challenge myself. So I saved up, um, asked for a discount from the class. And so I just uh, practiced on my own and did a lot of like hand stitching work mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have a machine. And then I uh, kept doing mostly jewelry and handbags and everything and just like exploring shoes on the side. And then um, got to a point where I found out I, I felt like I needed to try a bigger city I, I just wanted to get out of Chicago and expand so I found a place in New York in Brooklyn Brooklyn shoe space uh, where I could take more shoemaking classes and then I went I took this week-long course and um, that was cool learned how to make my first pair of hand lasted shoes it was very exciting and then um, immediately I was just like obsessed with shoemaking Mm-hmm. And I went there with all my jewelry and everything that I was already making and started doing artisan fleas, selling my work there and um, sign work uh, at various like festivals around New York. But I kept making tons of shoes. I just like every day I went in there, I would like practice everything that I knew, keep re- remaking the shoe that I learned in class and then experimenting with other styles. Um, there were other really great shoemakers there that helped Mm -hmm. teach me different things um every time I finished a pair and we just practiced and hung out and it's it was fun to hang out with them and make shoes every day um kept growing from that and then realized that I couldn't afford to be at Brooklyn Shoe Space also I found a place to stay in New York and in Harlem so I was able to work out of my house my home and then um made a bunch of shoes from there and then sold at events in in New York and flew back for Chicago events as well. Um, and then I realized that I did a lot better at shows in Chicago than New York. And I was traveling back and forth a lot for that. So eventually knew that it was time to grow and uh, go back. To, we went back to Chicago, moved everything. I feel like it's kind of like hard to leave like the like big city type thing because I feel like it's like there's always like stuff going on and it's really like exciting there. And then, I don't know, I feel like returning like is sometimes hard, but. Yeah, it's hard out. to go back to where you came from. Yeah. Uh, in a sense, like to come back to Chicago after mm-hmm. I had left. Um, and you really have to, when you do that, you really have to kind of come back with a new mindset or else yeah. you just go back into your own old ways or something. Um, so when I came back, I knew that I wanted to get a bigger studio, a place where I could teach my own workshops, um, because in New York, I was working out of like a corner, like a tiny space and sanding shoes off the fire escape, which was fine. Like it worked. Um, no complaints, but it, I couldn't do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, so I found this space pretty much by miracle and signed the lease 
six months before I moved in and then finally moved in here on my birthday or like around that time two years ago now and um, it's been a ride ever since it's hard to have a high rent it's hard to have like a big studio and pay for it every month that sucks but it's awesome to be able to be in this space have like a street act storefront access um, so people walking by can see my work yeah it's not high traffic at all but um, people can find me and then I can teach workshops right here in my studio and I like that and then um, I I can just do anything I love it yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's where I'm at now <laughs> and now I've because of coronavirus we had to change gears again so yeah. we're constantly changing gears yeah. it's that's how life is man mm -hmm. but yeah always it'll probably happen again yeah I don't know um I think like after this like a lot of people are saying there would be like a new normal where like even when the quarantine is lifted like we're still just going to be like more cautious about like yeah. human interaction and stuff and I'm just like really curious to see what that's like you know because yeah I, don't know, I, I think that it's definitely going to affect I feel like people are already having trouble socializing with just social oh, yeah. media and everything in general and being glued to their phones now even more so people are going to have difficulty connecting socializing with socializing normally yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's definitely going to be a new normal just like you're saying like that's it's going to be something everybody gets used to yeah so. i don't know we'll see what happens <laughs> Yeah. And now I'm making face masks. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, maybe I'll be making these all year and I won't be making shoes. We'll see what happens. That's possible. Um, you're like, but I feel like you're like taking advantage of like what's going on and like instead yeah. of letting it stop you, you're just adapting, which is good. You got to adapt. Yeah, you got to adapt. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. But and you're, you're doing a good job of it too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you're helping people, which is good. It's always yeah I'm, it's honestly really nice and refreshing right now to be able to make something that is helping other people I feel like that's something that I wanted out of my brand like I already kind of felt connected to people by working by making things that are handmade and bringing that to people's minds um uh preserving a craft and everything mm -hmm. but now I feel even more of a purpose um it's really nice <laughs> well, how are you feeling about school? Like, are you, are there things that you want to learn on your own or like, yeah. what are your ambitions right now? Um, like right now, um, so there are just like certain things that I'm like focusing on. Like, okay, so I'm like very into like writing lists of everything I need to do and like stuff like that. So like my like top, like I'm like prioritizing what I want to do. Um, and it's, school is not my priority. Let me just get that out there. It's like <laughs> the list. Um, yeah, Probably, I agree um, with that. I mean, yeah, say that, but it's okay. That's why. No, I like during this like um, like interview chat whatever. Like I realized like how much like I'm start like I like we like think alike now because like I completely agree with everything that you're saying like the whole like mindset of like you absolutely have to go to college is like it's like people like a bunch of people like that's not their thing like and it's like I, a lot of people like get forced into it and then just go into a job in an office where they're not inspired and I mean some people yeah. feel inspired in an office and like that workspace but a, a lot of people like I bet like don't and so it's just like sad to see that 
and I'm just yeah, like well, it's because people don't think they don't see these other options because they're not given to them and if yeah. you're not given an option or people aren't shown a way to do it then they don't always think of it on their own it's like exactly. creating your own path but yeah not knowing where to start yeah exactly and I think you played like an instrumental role in like me like realizing that stuff because Aww, yeah you're so like happy <laughs> yeah like you're like the like first person Boys in your like, brain <laughs> yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you did <laughs> my parents are coming for you no but actually told me I didn't need to like I didn't need to go to college if I like had something else I was passionate about so I think you might have yeah. on that too that's totally fine. Like your parents are wonderful and they're going to support you in whatever you do. Um, and even if they don't, like my parents were kind of nervous when I was doing all of this too. Um, you just show them that yeah. you're passionate and that you're going to succeed and then you just do it. And that's really all parents are worried about is like, they want you to be happy too. Yeah. Um, they want you to fulfill your goals and your dreams. Um, and your parents will help you get there. You'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, like, you don't have to cancel school, college completely out the window. Right, but like, yeah. just it's like, every it's like there. And I think I'm, I'm definitely going to keep my options open and like still applying stuff. Um, but I'll just like, see like what, like I want to do and stuff, you know, because I have a lot yeah. of like really cool projects that I'm working on and that like, I feel like if I, if I like learn through experience and through those projects and like actually like started making a revenue from them which is like what I'm trying to do and like putting those stuff out into the world like I don't know like, yeah, definitely. I, like I might I might still go to college and pursue those or I might not and just focus on them full-time but like I don't yeah know. exactly you there's will... so many people starting online businesses now and different things like just sky's the limit just find something that you like doing so that you're continuing to do that because yeah. um starting a business doing something that you don't like is just as bad as working for someone you don't like mm -hmm. um but yeah what are you are you you're still doing the jewelry work and yeah I think, um, I think I like the direction you're going with this um blog or the podcast kind of thing um mm -hmm. that's cool yeah standing on that yeah like the the like podcast and the design Preneurs account is like one of my like priorities um but like also um I'm basically like building like an app at the well it's it's not an app it's like a platform mm -hmm. um and like that's like one of my main priorities um and like another one is like um I started this thing called the Amal Foundation and it's basically like helping like it called again? um the Amal Foundation mm -hmm. I think and, I saw that yeah like I like just started like advertising it online and like started like team recruitment like online Dang, yeah so awesome yeah <laughs> really excited and because like I've been wanting to do it for a while but I haven't really had the time to really like like you know just get out there and like start like recruiting and stuff and like it's been so great because I had all this time to like learn more and talk to people and like get the ball rolling on that so yeah, yeah that's so and, exciting yeah. Good for you. And you're also good at that stuff. Like I don't even know how to make apps and things that you know how to do. And you have so many skills. Thank you. I ask questions every two seconds. I'm like, is this right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you're going to get better. You're just at the beginning of it. Yeah. And so many kids your age are doing that and learning those things. Like there's the world of the world's going to be completely different uh, when you're 
applying, applying to colleges or yeah. looking for jobs. Like it's just going to be a completely different ball game. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting. interesting yeah, it will be. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens because um, I was like talking with my mom and she was like, yeah, like, like right now what you're living through is like, it's like when like it's like when the web was like introduced to the world like this like this is kind of like it but like on an even like larger scale because it's like I don't know it like disrupts like it disrupts like um like our like lives and on an even larger scale and it'll change them even more probably so yeah I don't know I feel like we'll see what happens with this and we'll see where it goes but yeah any um all these things yeah just it it just depends on how you look at it you know exactly well thank you yara keep doing cool things yeah you too keep slaying keep saving lives thank you 